0: you realize that if you try to sell something to someone really, really hard, it doesn't work out very, very well. Sure. But if you educate them and if you help them make the right decision, then all of a sudden, all magic, yeah. they start interacting with you more.
1: Well, today I have Johan Abadi, who is a chemist, but somehow ended up becoming a CMO at ProcessMaker. Johan, welcome. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk about that journey and where you come from and where you're at right now, but you're from France. That's correct. Um, you know, originally, Illinois is a, is a French word.
0: That's right, yes.
1: Is that yes. why you ended up in Palatine, Illinois? To- totally random. Okay, totally random. Okay. Totally
0: random. I wish I wish I had a great story about it but I
1: don't <laughs> there's not a good story there okay no. well I thought maybe there was a French connection um, well so from chemist to CMO I'm sure there was some steps in between Ma- but how did that happen
0: many steps so first I, I was a chem- I, after uh, after school at the university I went to business school and I wanted to learn English so I decided sure. to reach out to uh, my uh, professor um, the professor I work with at the university and told him that I wanted an internship, in, uh, preferably in the US. He gave me five emails. I sent five emails, I received one answer. And they gave me an offer for a, an internship for a few months. Mm-hmm. It was in 1998. Okay. And um, yeah, 20 some years later, I'm still here, basically. That was the first step.
1: Yeah, it's funny how
0: that stuff happens.
1: The way I got, I didn't quite have as big of a leap. I, I come from, uh, Kansas City, near Kansas City, Missouri, uh, but I had some friends in Chicago who was like, hey, we need a roommate. Are you <laughs> available? I was like, yeah. What, next month? Sure. Now I'm here.
0: There you
1: <laughs> go. Step one. <laughs> that's
0: right, that's um,
1: right. So, you, so so, that happened, but tell me a little bit about sort of the career progression here. Right.
0: So I started, I was in the chemical space for a few years. Okay. At first I started, uh, started working, so I worked for two, uh, uh, two startups in the research park in Evanston. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's so. I mean, I could have landed in a worse place. Really, yeah. I went very lucky. Yeah. If it was in the middle of Nebraska, no offense to anyone here, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't be here anymore. There's a lot of drive time without anything in between. Exactly, and I wouldn't exactly. have liked that very much. <laughs> um, but uh, so I worked for these uh, for these two companies. Really enjoyed w- enjoyed what I was doing, but uh, I started getting frustrated working for people in academia. Who, I felt didn't have much business sense, mm. and I didn't use my business degree very much. Wanted to do more of it. And um, a friend of mine, who was also my roommate at the time, got me to read a business plan, and I was, I wanted. in. Yeah? And he told me that they had no money, and I was, I don't care. It was a we'll startup. We'll figure it out. It was a startup as well, yes. We worked on the open source hardware solutions. Cool. And it was in the early two- 2003, 2004. And did that with them for a few years until 2008, where the market Some crashed. Happened. We ran out of cash, and uh, I ended up um, joining another company. I was trying to uh, to um, to get a, a partnership with. When when I told them that there would not be any partnership between us because my company would uh, would not be around for very much longer, they hired me. I moved to Barcelona. It was a software company. Okay. I moved to Barcelona. Didn't work out very, very well. Better um, than Nebraska, though. Yeah, it was super nice. I mean, <laughs> the place was really awesome. Uh, working conditions were not that great. Gotcha. We're okay. not. We're not on the same page. They asked me to do things that were not quite legal.
1: Ooh, yeah. Uh, That's terms. always tricky.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I fought really hard. Yeah. It was around. Uh, it was around. Uh, it was a media center solution. Okay. And they wanted a, a partnership with Pirate Bay, and it was Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay that basically pirates all of the <laughs> the content there is too. I was, I, no, can't do. I don't do. know if I
1: can do that one, yeah.
0: Exactly, can't do. So didn't work out very, very well. And um, <laughs> the day before I, uh, or a week before I left, my wife was pregnant with our third boy at the time. We had twin boys. We moved across uh, the pond with, uh, with uh, uh, a most-to-be one-year-old twins. Oh my twins. gosh.
1: Holy cow. And I, uh, you know, I just had a, our daughter turned one. So I know what one's like, yeah. uh, but two, <laughs> that's crazy, especially moving that far.
0: You cannot imagine what you can do with elbows and knees. Yeah, you got to put all the, yeah. all the appendages to work. I could, I could feed two at one time. Yeah. It was awesome. Man, it was awesome. tough. I want to see a photo of that. I, I will, but uh, <laughs> I, will, I will show it to you. But I, um, my wife was pregnant. She was not happy being pregnant, <laughs> having to move again. Okay. And she was, I want to be nearby my family. Yeah. And she's from Bolivia. Okay. And uh, so we have a discussion with my future ex-colleague, who is who is asking me, so what are you going to do? I, said, I think we're going to go to La Paz, and he's, Bolivia? Yeah. Most people don't know where it is, but he knew. He's, I know the CEO of a company there. His name is Brian Real. He's with ProcessMaker. Okay. Um, I think he would love to have someone like you uh, on his team. I'm leaving in a week, told him I will, I'll reach out to him. Yeah. I reached out to him after uh, settling down, and uh, they offered me a job within uh, within three weeks of me being there. Wow! And I started working with them, and had a blast.
1: It, for a for a data sort of science facts guy, yeah, you sure do have a lot of go with the flow in your your life, where things are just kind of working out in a in a kind of a cool way. I'm not saying it was easy. It's
0: true. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think you know the stars are aligned. I mean, you yeah. have to take risk. I mean, if you sure. want to. Make a mark anywhere else, you have to take risks. So at times, it's, um, I mean, it never goes according to the plan, right? When I was 24, I got here with my good friend who ended up being my boss twice. Um, I told him what my plan was and he was, good luck with that plan. I didn't know what he meant. Hmm. A few years later, I realized that it never goes according to the plan. So do you want to be a sailboat or do you want to be a motorboat? Mm -hmm. I will be a sailboat. Interesting. I'll see where the wind where the yeah. wind pushes but me. But motorboats
1: work too, right? Or they don't
0: until a certain point. If <laughs> yeah. you're going against the wind, at some point mm. your motor is going to break. Yeah. So. Damien, we got a sales analogy. Been there, been there. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Damien's a big uh, sail sailing guy. Yeah. So you know, anytime we talk about sailboats, I have to give him a shout out. <laughs> Thank He's, you. But Thank is that your is that how you approach life too? Oh yeah. yeah. Sailboat. You're the sailboat. As long as the sailboat does what I tell it to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for me it has been a little more challenging. But I also think that if you want to if you if you're like everyone else, you're like everyone else. Sure. And I'm not as talented as many people, but where I I differentiate myself is I know some things that others don't know. Yeah. Like chemistry. Mm. And I have a way of thinking that other people might not have. And I use that to my advantage whenever I can. Yeah. So and I keep my story, so process maker, I'm in Bolivia. We don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. So we move back to the U.S. So we move three times in uh, two and a half years.
1: Holy cow. With Man, these three aren't kids. Like, these aren't like down the street moves. No. These aren't no. like, I'm going to go to the suburbs and we'll just hang yeah, out there yeah. for 10 years. This exactly. is like major exactly. moves.
0: And my wife is still with me. It's amazing. I mean, okay, she is.
1: good. You guys are doing something right.
0: I, she deserves a statue. I okay. Think. okay. But, well, um, we got a couple
1: here. I don't know if they're relevant. You can, you can take one home. <laughs> that
0: sounds like a plan. I'll try to do that. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, I came back to uh, to the US. So I was in the software space with ProcessMaker, right. Process Automation. Loved it, but didn't want to live in Bolivia. Um, joined another company uh, called uh, Digital Innovations that invented Skip Doctor, the CD and DVD repair okay. company. Yeah, sure. The CEO I'm was pretty my sure friend. Used it. Yeah. CEO was my friend, and uh, he hired me as a... Uh, to design new products. Okay. So I did product design, supply chain management, designed some products for Best Buy. You're Target, all over the place. All the stuff. Exactly. And I love it. I yeah. mean, it's fun. And uh, we got acquired yeah. by another company. I was the person who was, because I had established all of the supply chain and I knew the products the best, I was kept uh, around, but I was bored. Not that it was a bad company, but my job changed a lot and yeah. I didn't enjoy it. So. I went to a company that did RFID solutions. Yeah, took a big risk. Didn't work out. Then I went with a company that did supply chain software management solutions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After a year and a half, didn't enjoy what I was doing, and I went to Mediafly. Right. With uh, one of your guests, yeah, uh, Isabel.
1: Isabel, shout out if you're watching. Yes, Isabel, thank you shout out. for the introduction.
0: <laughs> and. Uh, Loved what I was doing, did demand gen, used my analytical skills to uh, get us more pipeline. That yeah. was the goal, get more pipeline. So is that
1: the first moment where you were starting to get into like sale, demand generation and sales pipeline? And, yes. And kind of get... Well,
0: I, I did it with actually uh, with uh, with, uh, with another company before, but not at that scale. Yeah, uh, I had done... Actually, when I was with uh, digital innovations, I did design new products and was... My CEO told me at some point you're going to be a VP of marketing, and it was my my answer was expletive no, <laughs> I don't do arts and crafts, that's not my thing. Yeah, and uh, arts and crafts, arts and crafts. Yeah, yeah. marketing very much. I'm yeah. the head of uh, the arts and crafts team. <laughs>
1: I love popsicle sticks and making things out of popsicle sticks
0: and glue. So, That'd I don't. Kind of I mean, eating them is cool. Doing it, I can't do it. No, not, so not thing. I'm not. It's not my thing. It really is yeah. not. But. What he was telling me is your your analytical analytical mind mm. is probably going to be a good fit, and I think you know a little bit of luck and foresight on his hand this is where tech change a lot sure marketing yeah. and I dove in I love tech i love uh, I love algorithms i love I love data and um, you know fast forward and yeah it's my thing so what is it
1: about that combination I guess of the the data and you know algorithms. I understand that like I can connect the dots between a chemist and then and then getting into that. But then like combine that with, you know, sales or new business, there's sort of this other side of like motivator of like winning or, you mm-hmm. know, f- sort of bringing you know, getting more clients or kind of, where do those two things connect?
0: But I think I think your outlook is always you want to always get better, right? Yeah, it's it's sure. all about outcome. And uh, so I did business dev, I did sales training, I did sales uh, mm. as well, I managed sales team, yeah. I managed pre-sales team. And what you realize, what I realized at all time, and we were talking about it earlier, is we are no longer in a selling era, we are right. in a helping era. Right. You have to help people buy, or you have to help people, period. And when you help people, you build trust. Yeah. And When you build trust, they end up coming to you when they have a need, right. and then you can Get them to buy something from you. Yeah. So I over 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 the years, I realized that uh, if I was, I hate being sold to, and I Nobody, don't know. I don't
1: think anybody does these days, right? <laughs> yeah. If you do, you're, you're sick in the head, and you need to get that looked at. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I realized that, I mean, don't do to others you wouldn't want any others right? anyone to do to you. I was, we got to stop. With the hard sell, the yeah. ABC and ABS always be selling, always be uh, right. closing. It's nonsense. So I started pushing really hard for the always be helping. Oh, I like help, that. ABH. Help, help. Yeah, ABH. I feel
1: like we could, you know, fun guy Media. We could just do like a meme video of that Alec Baldwin speech from Ger- Glenn, Gary, yeah. Glenn Ross and just yeah. change the the word. You can do that. Let's now. do that. ABH totally. instead of ABC. Let's do that. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's do that. And you can totally take the uh, take ownership of that. This okay. is cool.
1: Great. Just got permission. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Whatever works, whatever yeah. works. I think this is this is the way people should look at things. Yeah. So what I did is and and how do you take this or how do you come to this? Is you look at data. Right. What works. You realize that if you try to sell something to someone really, really hard, it doesn't work out very, very well. Sure. But if you educate them. And if you help them make the right decision, then all of a sudden, oh, magic. Yeah. They start interacting with you more. So yeah,
1: and that, that's totally in line with all the conversations that we're having with clients and people that we're talking to. It's just it's it's people want to become that helpful go to yeah. guide, that go to expert, the, because they come to you for the answers. And they that that is, you know, the, you have to get to know somebody like somebody and then trust them. Correct. And that's that's the process. Um, and you think that all started with with data enter, entering the room?
0: To me, yeah, I, I would say data is the great equalizer. I mean, I, I, I told the team, and it's not from me; it's from uh, Andy Cristodina, yeah, which you probably know and, in the and space. And Andy
1: is the person I was telling you about that 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 it, we had on the podcast just a exactly. few episodes ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. is fabulous. I mean, I saw one of his uh, one of his uh, one of his presentation with uh, I think it was uh, Chicago University yeah. a booth. And um, it's just, you know, don't bring an opinion to a data fight. Love that, yeah. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter who you are. CEO from janitor is the data will is the great equalizer. So right. when you look at the data and when you see what works, you do more of what works.
1: Right. Do less of what doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Don't you think, though, that data has gotten a little too big?
0: Yes, but I, I think... I think there is misinterpretation around data as well. So we have a lot of data that is that is thrown at us, and most people don't know what to do with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like where do you start?
0: Where do you start? You know, hire data scientists, and that's what I did actually at 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 Mediafly. So I, I, you know, I started scaling things up, Mm. and then people were asking me more, and I was analyzing data all the time, but they were coming from different uh, systems, and data wrangling, and I know some of this stuff, but. I didn't have time to do all of it, yeah. and I hate coding with passion. Yeah. I learned it, but uh, you know Python and Python is never going to be my best friend. As if I get someone who is going to feed me the data, the right type of data, then I will be able to tell the type of stories mm. that I want to tell people. And, and uh, we will be able to do it in a way where we will also simplify the data. We'll make the data um, uh, uh, insightful. The data will be will be will be triggering, new right. things. Will be um, it's actionable data that we want to right. give people, and that was the hardest. And another one, Isabel. She's going to laugh at this one if she reads <laughs> this, but uh, I remember presenting her one of my dashboard, uh-huh. and uh, I had everything. I could filter anything. You would tell me from the U.S. how many the cost per click, and and I had everything. And she looked at it and she was there are a lot of pretty colors.
1: <laughs> That's what I would have said.
0: Yeah, and she had no idea what it meant. Yeah, And I realized that my way of interpreting data, my way of looking at data, was just didn't make it applicable for anyone else. Mm. So I had to find a way to present this data in a way that was actionable for others. Right. So I hired a data scientist, we built nicer dashboard, and, um, and uh, we started growing more people, started Falling in love with the I created data monsters in some ways, uh, but actionable data is the is the big yeah. thing. You have to be able to interpret it and 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 present it right.
1: Well, and I would imagine too. I mean, that's kind of where the left brain, right brain, a little bit of the arts and crafts comes into yeah. your role, right? Which is like, how do I take this, make it actionable? How do I tell stories around it? How do Correct. I communicate this in a way that people can make a decision? Totally get excited about get excited about
0: and or understand. change
1: direction yeah. or even
0: understand or can yeah. can interpret and and I think. I think the the presentation part it w- was the, the the one where I I had underst- underestimated how I mean you have das- dashboard specialists UX specialists sure. but are, I got this. Yeah yeah yeah. And then I did it a few times and it's very humbling. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get a few dashboards and people are
1: like I don't know what that it is. It works for you but for me I have
0: no idea what yeah. this is. So so I presented it and and now it helped me, you know, move forward with how do you scale what you're doing? How do you get people to understand what you're doing? Because when you present the data correctly, all of a sudden they are, oh, I see where you're going. Mm. I see why you're doing this and why you're doing that. Right. It's hard to argue
1: with. You're building that case.
0: Correct. And, and you get them to be more comfortable yeah. working with data. And that's one of the things I was telling you. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've told all of the people I work with, aggregated, aggregated data is crap. There is very little that you can do with it, unless Mm. you're Procter and Gamble and uh, and you know the big big branch, because their volumes are so high, they can use aggregated data. Mm. But when you are a company that makes you know fifty million dollars a year, your data is not that aggregated. Right. It's not, and and you have to you have to be able to be more granular, and you have to pick up the trends Mm. within the data that you have, and that's that's where. That's where this is I, maybe is my secret sauce is I can see the um, channels where we are doing a little better, mm-hmm. and what I do is I do it in increment. because when you do a science experiment, you know if you change three things at once, good luck figuring out what uh, what worked out. Right, right. Is it ingredient A, B, or C? I don't know. So you change one thing, and you see if it goes up or if it goes down, and you iterate. So, this incremental way of so doing if it does So,
1: if it doesn't change, do you just keep it then? Keep
0: if it, it doesn't change, it means that you probably pick the wrong parameter to sure. change. Right. So it's something else, something that, else. Is moving, that, that is moving yeah. the needle. So,
1: My science experiment or my science, uh, what are those called when we do those in science elementary fair. school? Science fair. Yeah. Mine, mine was just a volcano where you like pour the, dust. you know, everybody did the same thing. Yeah. Not, not very exciting.
0: Uh, it's still did fun. you ever do one of those? We didn't. We didn't. didn't. I did it in a lab creating stuff. Actually, my first science experiments were I mean, we were in a lab back in France. You're in a lab, you're mixing things, you're doing cool stuff. But uh, I started doing science, real research. It was intimidating. I was 21, 22 in a lab, and I had to come up with a solution for a storage of nuclear waste.
1: Whoa. For real? Uh, For real. Not for fun. Not for funsies. For real. Well, I didn't
0: deal with nuclear waste, but I dealt with elements that would, that sure. would basically uh, uh, simulate. Uh, so did you just
1: pour it down the drain and be like this.
0: <laughs> No, actually, I had to trap it in, okay. a, in a matrix that would keep it for as long as possible. Wow! So this is where I learned that, uh, yeah, you make a lot of assumptions and you are wrong very often. So
1: you, yeah, you can't be wrong in certain cases <laughs> There's, where That's the true. data really matters, That's it true. comes down to some big problems happen if you don't
0: use the data. It's true. Well, the advantage of the lab, you can't be wrong. Right. But then you got to write your own world. Yeah, sure.
1: That's the whole point. Correct. Find what's wrong. Find what's right. So, okay. So you're doing this, you're at process maker and, but you're leading the sort of marketing demand gen, that whole side of the business right right. right now. And you're putting data, data to work to figure out what's working, what's not working. Correct. So what is process maker? Let's kind of talk, dive into that just a little bit. Like what are you guys doing for your customers? and sort of what's the value proposition there?
0: Uh, the way I would describe it now is we are, this, we are the uh, easiest platform to design and automate your enterprise processes.
1: And we we're talking a lot about how AI is playing a role in making it the easiest platform. So kind of what's the big aha there? What's the thing that's sort of changing how you guys are operating? So
0: in 2023, when uh, ChatGPT came about and we realized that it could interpret people's words very, very well or just Wow. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the challenge we always had is when you had to design a process, you had to learn how to design a process. You had to learn terminology, BPM and you know, business process management notation, yeah. uh, annotation technology and um, nomenclature. And uh, it was a pain. Even yeah. for me, designing a process was not a couple of minutes. Uh, right. Exercises was a couple of hours. And we started uh, playing with, uh, with uh, ChatGPT, large language models, and um, we realized that we could literally have our designer design the process based on you describing what you wanted. And that's helpful.:
1: <laughs> it's, That sounds easy.
0: And it is. it yeah. is. My mom can design a process in French right now without learning anything about process design.
1: So then why, is, why do we need process maker?
0: To orchestrate all oh. of these processes that have been uh, that have been designed, now. put it all together. Because so it's designing the process and then it's automating the process and right. tying it to the database and it's uh, sending and receiving information from the different people right. who are involved in the process. So we do orchestration around this.
1: Got it. So this is the, there's a software platform, obviously, that's correct doing all this. Correct. And then you guys are, of course, implementing that and helping people use it.
0: Totally. Yep. So,
1: uh, so yeah. can I? Is that a, Are we a? Is Fungi Media a a possible client for that, or is this for bigger companies that really need this at a bigger scale?
0: Usually, it's for bigger companies. I mean, you need to have some processes that that are complex enough that involve quite a lot of uh, uh, either a lot of different steps, a lot of different decisions that have to be made, Mm -hmm. a lot of different um, uh, scenarios that can be played out, and um, and the different outcomes that you want to uh, get to. If you want to. Talk about, so if you are doing a a project where you have two or three people collaborating, probably overkill. We we could probably handle it. Exactly. Overkill. If Movie production at a big scale.
1: You might need some, bring it all together, bring those processes together. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Well, when we release our feature film. We're going to make a movie? You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll know, we know where to go to get the processes in place. Totally, totally. We'll buck you up on it. OK, so if you weren't
0: a CMO today, what would you be doing, you think? One of the things that I really aspire to is um, I have a son who is autistic. And uh, I've been exposed well to him daily, helping him learn. Mm. And uh, since he's born, I mean, he's 15 years old right now. Since he's born, I really feel like there is a better way to teach. To these kids, mm. yeah, I would probably now with AI. I think that we have the tools for uh, for uh, tutors one on one, based on the uh, based on the based on the specificity of the individuals, based yeah. on based on how they learn and based on what they understand and don't understand.
1: That's fascinating. So, like, would it be like that? You know, your son sort of interacting with an AI platform or, you know, and exactly. communicating in some way, a tutor. Yeah. A
0: tutor. I mean, someone who, would, I mean, you have seen the Tony Stark and Jarvis yeah. scenes. I felt the same way when I interacted with the AI, yeah. uh, the, uh, with Process Maker. Not right. so much Chat GPT because it was ideation, sure but it was, wow, I can do stuff I had no idea I could do. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I have to ask this question, um, you know, you're in the world of jargon. and and software development and and tech. And what is one word or phrase that we should stop using in the workplace that
0: comes to mind? In my attribution. Attribution? Attribution. I just hate that word with passion.
1: Use it in a sentence. What does it sound like when it's used?
0: So what do you attribute this um, increase in pipeline to exactly? (laughs) What is the specific campaign that you have run that uh, led to that outcome?
1: So, what would be a word that we could use instead of attribution? I, Just a inf- different way of saying it. It's
0: always influence. And I'll tell you a small story around this. And I okay. said about uh, about I, I try to explain that to people. Yeah. It's the way I met my wife. Okay. So I met my wife. She says it's 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 at a birthday party. I say it's a bar. You know, location versus yeah. event. But yeah, yeah. So it was a birthday party at a bar. that was a mile and a half away from my apartment at the time. Um, the uh, birthday girl invited me uh, uh, with uh, with other fr- a friend of mine called me because mm-hmm. he wanted me to be his wingman at that party. Okay, right and uh, good guy, good guy, Wait good sure. guy. And, and and the same friend actually introduced introduced me to my future wife that night. But I didn't want to be there. I was I was tired. Yeah, and um, so I go to that party. I'm talking to a friend, another friend. Mm -hmm. And he's, what is the perfect uh, woman for you? I just broke up with a a girlfriend uh, a few months before, and I didn't want to be with anyone else. And um, my future wife-to-be just walked. Literally, when he's asking me this, I'm just right there. He pointed. That's that's, that's her right there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's... uh, Really? I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. That's Uh, crazy. An hour later, I was introduced to her by the friend who convinced me to go to that party. And um, and uh, I remember going home being, Jesus, I mean, if, if I had a checklist of all the things I would want in someone, yeah, she checks all of these. And I'm weird. I didn't want to call her. I didn't like the idea of uh, you know getting a phone number. It's, it's a long story, but yeah. going back to attribution is, how would you attribute me being with my wife today? Is it mm. the location we met at? Is it the person who organized the party? Is it the... The friend who convinced me to go there, who happened right. to also invite to introduce me to her, um, the person who drove or drove my uh, future wife there—it's—it's it's a whole journey. It's different elements that made it happen. So, sure. I cannot attribute it to one thing. Right, right. So that's why I don't Got it. like attribution.
1: That is the best, most deepest uh, explanation for why you don't use that word, or what shouldn't use that word. So, but can I still use it since I didn't have that same exact Uh, You can if
0: you want, but put a caveat to it. I think influence is better than attribution. Okay,
1: cool. All right. Well, Johan, thank you so much for being here. This is really a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Ilfangle.